Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 560 for the week of October 17, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Privetier. I'm here with newsreader Kelly Ryan. Good morning. Cat accident investigator Anna Marie Privetier. Yeah, that wasn't <clears throat> us. <laughs> um, I, uh, testing negative for COVID 19, 25 weeks in a row, Robert Albright. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going for anymore. Did he disappear? I think that might have been the crash bang. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a kid aggro. Kid aggro. <laughs> You're the kid accident investigator. <laughs> and new person whose real name I didn't look up before the show because I'm an idiot. I put it in the spreadsheet. Oh, is it in the spreadsheet? Hi, Corey Scoggins. <laughs> you guys go ahead and call me Lofter still. Lofter. Lofter yeah. does our videos. So if you have been enjoying all the video reviews we've been doing lately, I say have. thank you, Lofter. Thank you, Lofter. They're excellent. Thank you, Lofter. Aw, thanks, guys. I'm glad you had me. Aw. And since you're here for the first time, you get to go first. Tell us about Breath of the Wild fake mode. <laughs> That's not fair. Kmart <laughs> Breath of the Wild. <laughs> calling it calling okay calling it Kmart Breath of the Wild or, or Kmart or, okay. Breath of the Wild <laughs> that's what she said just now which I hadn't heard yet it's not fair it's like calling Sonic the Hedgehog Kmart Mario like it's the same genre I mean yeah but also it's Kmart Breath of the Wild <laughs> we had an argument two weeks ago on this show about this and I'm, I, I don't I've know. watched the game just... more since then and I really think it's like Breath of the Wild why, why can't we just call it a Zelda like well, it's an open. That's like, why don't we just call Zelda a Skyrim like? Because Zelda's older. Yeah, but Breath of the Wild <laughs> is a severe departure from the normal, the norms of the series. I don't know. I mean, it it sort of reminded me of a lot of Wind Waker, except no boat. N- not to be that person, but Breath of the Wild reminded me more of Dark Souls than Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Zelda is the Dark Souls of Zelda? Yes. Okay. I think it's, I mean, I, I personally, I, lo- I love Breath of the Wild. I put like 70 hours into it, but I felt like it was a, cl- it, not a clone. It was a, um, it was a very elaborate tech demo for what will be Breath of the Wild 2. Or actually, I could call it a tech demo for um, Genshin Impact, since that's what everybody seems to want to do. <laughs> I, I will say, I played a little bit of Genshin Impact last week since I was gone, and while I was having a little bit of fun, that UI on the PS4 is awful. It's oh, you don't like it? To. Oh, on the PS4. Sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was thinking yeah, about the PS5 video this week. I totally got derailed. The text was way too tiny. Um, the controls were just weird. There was like stuff buried in menus. And if, if the UI wouldn't have sucked, I probably would have continued playing it. Now, are you interested in trying it on PC or mobile instead? I could. I might, but we'll, we'll get into why I probably won't later. Right. Well, all that being said, all the negative press and anything that you uh, could hear, doesn't really matter because it costs like $200 million to make and it's already profitable in three in like three weeks. Oh, like it's geez. already making its money back, yeah. So that tells me people are spending money. Oh, yeah, yeah, they have like three different um, accelerating starter packs that you unlock. And it, I think it works out to about $60 is what someone was telling me. 
there's no accelerating start. There's no acceleration. The game, because the game's not finished. They only have two areas out. Right. What? Uh, the third one's supposed to be coming <laughs> it's out. Is this soon. popular already? There's only two areas out. <laughs> well, the thing is, I have over a hundred hours in the game already. Mm-hmm. I, I, I spent I spent most of last Sunday just playing it. It's it's really immersive. It's mm-hmm. really good. Even the back, even there's like even an NPC in the back part of a dock in uh, Liu has like a whole backstory that he'll talk about. There's like an NPC that's like cheating on his wife or something. Just two two lines of dialogue, but he exists in this world now because he's cheating on his wife looking for adventure. Like it's ridiculous. But uh, the monetization parts of it, it's got a gotcha system for characters, which is which is where a lot of it comes from because. I play a lot of those gotcha style games, and there's there's you know there's whales, tunas, dolphins, free to play, all that. But they do have a system in place where you you want dupes if you really like a character, and it takes like six dupes to max a constellation. And so, and that like it unlocks. It kind of, I mean, that's kind of the part I don't like about it, which they may implement in the future ways to unlock those constellations without having to pull dupes. Most games do, but. There's like one of the first characters you get. She doesn't unlock her actual gameplay mode until you get a second copy of her. So you get the first one free, but you need to pull two extras in Ew. order to unlock her core gameplay, which is throwing her bomb and shooting it. Ew. That sounds bad. It sounds bad, but again, if, you, if you're not looking too deep into the game, she's just a fun fire archer to use that has a nice passive that makes it so you use less stamina for gliding. But yeah, I've been I've been putting like ten plus hours into it a day. I actually wish they would let me play more, but they have a uh, they have a cap on the energy that you can use. So oh, it has energy should. too. Well, yeah. delightful. This is sounding better all the time. Oh, the, the energy's only. So, so I, hold on, I need multiple character copies of characters to unlock their core gameplay mechanics that actually make them worthwhile. I need energy caps uh, to, to that limit how much I can play in a day. What else do you got for me out of the the gotcha bag of tricks? <laughs> that, that's, that's all. No, that's all. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I guess I came off too strong. <laughs> You're so mean, Chris. Yeah, well, Chris is very anti these games. Whereas, like Anna, myself, and obviously Loft here or uh, Loft here now. Listen, Anna knows but, I've spent plenty of money on gotcha games, but and that's the reason I'm so critical because I know I can suffer from this. I, it's, I it's think a, it's a very easy trap to fall into, especially if you have a propensity towards like a collecting things like. I I collect um, figures, you know. I have tons of anime figures, D and D miniatures. You know, I have almost the entire collection of Skylanders before half of them got destroyed by my kids. But it's a very easy trap to fall into, and I will say, I honestly, think that one of the best ones for a free to play person to do a lot of collecting has been Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. And to his point, to what he's just been saying, it, we're, I, I, to my understanding, we're all, you know, we're all, none of us are in our teens or, tw- or early 20s, so we've been around for a hot minute. If anyone has ever played Magic the Gathering or Pokemon the card game or Yu-Gi-Oh! or any TCG, they have no right to talk anything about gacha games because those no. were cardboard gacha games. I, I mean, uh, not quite. I spent an ungodly amount of money on the WoW TCG just to get Mount, so I have no dog in this Actually, actually um, I worked as a magic dealer for 
a good six months, and his summonation of it is not far off, actually, Chris. Yeah, no, as a former gym master, I'm, I'm kind of going to agree with it. Oh. Well, mm-hmm. well, here's the difference. Um, all the old characters don't get cycled out of the game <laughs> in the gotcha sure game. Do. You have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is a you difference. Know, that, that sounds like a point for I'm not against. I'm just saying. Uh, even in Hearthstone, there's modes of games for tournaments, yeah. um, but, uh, and, and in Magic the Gathering, there are modes of gameplay where they only limit you to like the last year's worth of releases. Yep. Yeah, I'm it's called standard. It's the same way. <laughs> that's that's why you haven't heard me talking about it because they cycled stuff out recently and it nerfed my Catstorm deck. So I can only play that in historic mode right now. So yeah, gotcha games are nothing new. It's just they've changed forms and they've gotten more fun, but at the same time, also more predatory. Well, yeah, everything yes. gets more predatory. That's that's uh. That's a whole different conversation we can get into. Yeah, that's uh, a whole different conversation. <laughs> but they definitely, they definitely hit that. Um, and Genshin's really good about it, man. They hit that, um, that indo- that in, 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 oh, endorphin. Jesus, they hit that endorphin loop where like you always feel like something's accomplished. Like even just picking up one tiny little uncommon or common gray piece of item out in the thing, you know that that's going to contribute to your progression here in the next day or two. And it just, it's just like those little pop, 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 pop. It feels good. Anything to add, uh, Robert, to the Genshin Impact conversation? Um, as I said, I spent most of last Sunday playing it. I mean, it is, it's a beautiful game. It's um, very immersive and I've and I like the fact that you know with some some of the different weapon types there's different ways of playing like an archer you actually have to aim and shoot it and that was actually really fun uh, for one of the characters and she throws down a doll of herself that makes that like aggro's enemies and then explodes on them I mean there's such a wide variety of skills once you get to that point as we've watched Chris play, like, the intro, um, that uh, is really... um, I'm looking for time to money input. (laughs) It's bad. Uh, As someone stated, if you were going to spend money on this game, you could potentially spend a lot of money very quickly. Um, Man, they just hit you with a giant story dump at the beginning of the game. <laughs> You're like, oh, here's yeah. all this stuff that should actually be something you experience or ro- or watch or something. Just No, just here, boom, two seconds. Here's your story. Go. <laughs> it's very plot-heavy. <laughs> Which but, is like yeah, the yeah. opposite of a Zelda in a way, so I like that. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of... there. The game does have a lot of story. There's a lot of backstory. There's a lot of nuances to the world itself. Um... I mean, There's, even some of the mo- even some of the monsters in the game have story, and and uh, one of the first because you actually solo through some of the early dungeons that, and then you can go back to them later in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's like little tidbits of story that are shown that haven't even come up to explain what was going on after that. So it's definitely very well made. I'm going to definitely say that it's a very, very well-made game. And and to that still, um, 
there's there's so there's like so much deep lore in the game that like you get you get like it's not like Final Fantasy 13 where you have to spend hours reading a compendium to find out what the heck is going on, but you do find tons and tons and tons of books. It reminds me a lot of Skyrim in that regard, where you find all these books and you read them, and it gives you this deep lore and it gives you like fairy tales from this world and all kinds of things, and you're just like somebody who wrote this. And translate yeah. it. So what's the story behind this? It. Who made this thing? Like, who is MiHoYo? Um, so the devs are in China and the publishers in Japan? Is, I think, the way it works out? Yeah, MiHoYo Mi is very big on the MMO circuit. Um, I know I've heard uh, MMO Byte talk about it m- many times on his YouTube channel. So um, that's about as... M- far as my knowledge goes they have another mobile game on the app store that has the word impact in its title honkai impact it's it got a lot of it's a it's a i don't want to say it's nowhere near as big as genshin impact is but and i don't know why they put the word impact in everything but yeah they've been pushing honkai impact for years now and you constantly see advertisements and stuff on facebook and they're not one of those predatory advertisers who like it'll be like only 1% can solve. It's like they show you gameplay, and then they like make these whole anime segments. They have, for actually for Honkai on YouTube, you can search, they have um, like a little, a little mini anime series where, you're, where it's cooking with the girls from Honkai Impact, and it's just them cooking really quick, if, if I remember it correctly. And it's just like a comedy thing, but it's, it's just... They put so much into their development and their advertising, like... They need to make they get it's it's cool. I I, I like their pay model because again, you don't have to put, spend a single dime on Honkai or not Honkai on Genshin, but you can go like all in if you want. You can spend you know 150, 200, 300. I know people who have spent like thousands already on it. It's that it's that choice. Do you want to support the dev or do you want to be free to play and let other people support you? I mean, I don't mind you know throwing a couple of bucks at a gotcha game every now and then just to support the dev. Mm-hmm. My, my my issue is that. You know, I've been playing a lot of these, like, uh, mobile games for, what, 10 years now? And I- I'm just getting tired of them. That if it-, it feels like they're all the same. And I-, I can at least appreciate Genshin Impact for trying to, like, make something more ambitious besides just uh, typical RPG stuff. I just don't know if I have an envy anymore to do gotcha. Like a, you, that, it gives you free characters. You don't have to spend a single dollar. You can play through the entire story and experience it. And like I said, not spend a dime. So, yeah, my big issue because uh, you know I do play a large variety of gotcha games, both bra- browser, mobile. Um, so my big issue is the amount uh, to do the free draws for the gotcha system. It it is not easy to get the resource to do it in a timely manner. But, you know, the resources, those, uh, the blue things you were seeing there pop up. Yeah. Uh, Primo Gems. Primo Gems. What? Where? Oh, boy. I don't know what's going on. They're trying to hit me with a lot of tutorial right now. This... Oh no that that's all that's all news. That's all the, that's their that was their news feed. And that's also what drives me nuts about gotcha that... games these days is that it's like nothing but tutorials at the beginning. And by that point, I'm just like I don't want to play this anymore. 
That's why it bounced so quickly on the um, SMT one. Yeah, SMT one was bad. I played in the beta, and I didn't. I enjoyed. I like the while, SMT one. Anna and I played that for a while, and we liked the story in it. Um, but then it like hit a wall while we we're waiting for them to make more story, and we just dropped off and never went back. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of the trap of these free-to-play games. Like, unless there's pretty regular content coming out, I, I really do lose interest in them. And then the chances of me coming back is pretty poor. And I think that's the I think that's the issue with a lot of them. I mean... Um, Uh-oh, should I use problem- this thing? Is this okay? Do I want to save these? Um, that being said, I will probably give Dragon Quest Tact a go when it comes out. Cause Same. Dra- Dragon Quest? Yeah. The last, yeah dra- don't the expect last goodness there. Was awful. But, the, the, I was, but uh, I have high hopes for Tact because maybe they learned from how bad the first one was. Yeah, I couldn't get into Dragon Quest of the Stars. It was... It also felt like it had too many systems going on. I'm literally sitting here playing Dragon Quest at this time. I know, I know. You love Dragon Quest. She Dad. really does. She subscribes to it. Yeah. So it's a pretty two- generous game as far as letting you just play it. So Dragon Quest of the Stars, not too bad with the locking you out of being able to play it. The thing I didn't like about Stars was that like a lot of the appeal to me for those sort of gotcha games is that you get to have a lot of variety. Like You get to pick characters and Go, you know, try to figure out builds and stuff. But from everything I played of Stars, it was just you get the three characters and then you just Ooh. worry about weapons and armor. I found a trick. The only test. three that have really grabbed me is the one Pac-Man game, which I don't, I can't even remember the name of. It was uh, like a Pac-Man RPG where you was actually having Pac-Man eat the colored dots, and the colored dots would power up your dudes. And I love that one, and it's discontinued. And then Record Keeper, which I just got burnt out on because I'd done so much in it. And then um, Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest, which I just got tired of and got into real magic. And it kind of ruined it me, ruined it for me. Was it Pac-Man Monsters? Uh, yeah, I think that's what it was, Pac-Man Monsters. There was Monsters. a Pac-Man gotcha game? Yeah, it was by the people... It was by Gree. Oh, and it was done like um, oh. Puzzles and Dragons. Puzzles um, and Dragons is still a good game. I can't play it because of my RSI is my problem. <laughs> it hurts to play it at this point for me. The funny thing about the Pac-Man one was that it um, had like several famous Namco characters as poles. And one of the first ones I got was... Uh, no, I got Rick from... Rick and Morty? Splatterhouse. Oh. Sorry, that was he was like my be- splatterhouse. Yeah, yeah. Oh. he was like my best character. Man, that remember, was also like three phones ago. I remember. I remember the uh, the comic book advertisements for Splatterhouse. I actually have them sitting up here on my desk. I got a carrot. The big one that I play is Epic Seven. Oh shit! I started a fire. Which is like they come out with like new story. They have a ten year plan. Like they're trying to get anime deals with Netflix. Like E Seven's kind of a huge deal within its own community. They're they're trying to make animes for it stuff. Like I said, but uh, and they've got like a whole. They plan on they plan on the game being around for ten years. It's pretty ridiculous, and they do like new story content every month and stuff. But it's it's still it's a gotcha game. New characters you got to pull for and stuff. A Korean mobile RPG developed by Super Creative. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. I've been playing it since the day it came out on global since like, I think we're about to hit the two year anniversary. In fact, Epic seven play the anime. Oh boy. It's hugely story driven. Like, I mean, talking about hours and hours of stuff to read, like just content after content. And they've added the journal and every, again, it's like every character has a backstory. It's, there's like deep lore. It's I'm, really I, good. I have a question, folks. I've been playing for a little while now. I still haven't been asked to spend money. Where's the money spending? It, it, you're you're still in the very tutorial part of this. So I no, no money spending yet. Not, a little not, bit into the first city you get to after you go through and talk to a couple so I have of people. To do this it'll first. It'll prompt you to do like your first pull or whatever, which All is right. ten. It's ten for free. Man, they make it a long time, so you can't just keep re-rolling, huh? Yeah, they actually wanted to discourage rerolling. They were talking about for a while that if people rerolled, they were going to start banning email addresses. What? Okay. Yeah. They didn't want people rerolling, which that's their prerogative. Well, don't you need like um? Wouldn't you need to like uh, get a whole new email address each time you rerolled anyway? No, there's ways to soft reset some games, which oh. we probably shouldn't get into on the podcast because sometimes <laughs> it's a little sketchy. Yeah. Companies don't actually. Some companies are cool with rerolls. Um, some of them, like Epic Seven, totally cool with rerolls. In fact, they give you, they make you play for thirty minutes, and they give you like thirty free draws to that you can redo over and over. And if you don't get one of the, the people you want, you can yeah. just restart the game and do it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some companies like uh, Langris or Mobile actively discourages rerolls by placing like big rewards deep in the story. Like the reroll point for Epic Seven is about thirty minutes. The re the reroll point for Langris or Mobile is like four hours. <laughs> wow. <sighs> yeah, it was brutal. I'm still sad over Pac-Man Monsters. I just read that you like can't even emulate it. No, because it has a mandatory online component. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like, didn't some of the Tales games... And that's the thing with the Bandai ones that I, I know we've discussed a few times before, is that they're very... You know, once they're gone, they're gone. They're super gone. It, it's it's top of mind because uh, offline we've been talking about the changes to the PlayStation Store recently. And <laughs> not going to get into that again, but I'm just... I'm all about game preservation, and when games go away, it makes me sad. It really does. Okay. And, and unfortunately, I mean, with all these live service games and the mobile games and whatnot, and because they're a lot of times dedicated servers, you know, once those servers are gone, they're they're gone. And I mean, yeah, some of the some of them, you know, can go, you know, go bye bye and. No one will care, but it's still it's a portion of gaming history that is just no. It's kind of like when uh, Machinima, um, because AT and T bought out Machinima a few years back, and I want to say earlier this year, sometime last year, they went and purged a bunch of the old Machinima content off of YouTube, and some of that stuff is just gone. Well, we had to fight for. We've literally been fighting for years to get Scott Pilgrim versus the world back. So I feel I you. thought it came back. It no, is coming finally. back. Yeah, it's coming back. Yeah, we fought for that for years because it was just gone with no way to purchase or play it. And we're finally getting it back. So I definitely feel your pain on that. Yeah, I had I actually shared I actually have it on PS3 and um, a few of my friends got it because 
I would play yeah, it at their If you own it, you still have it, on right? My account. Yep. Okay. You still have to own the PS3, though, which <laughs> I'm a. Uh, yeah, no yeah I'm one of those. And I, and I think you feel the pain personally because you're social media manager, and when they say that a game's going away, you get all sorts of hate mail. Like, oh, I, I wanted to buy that game, and now I can't. And you're like, it's been 10 years. Yeah, you're I mean, never gonna buy it. every once in a while, you get someone that's like heck and salty because they can't find a physical copy of some like launched 3DS game. And it's like. Heck and salty. Like, guys, you had a decade to buy it. But Anna, Anna, that's like people. Who I'm totally gonna spoilers. play it. Anna, like, trust me. Spoilers. I am like, gonna play all the Trails games. Don't you worry about it. Actually, you have been playing Trails I games this week. Played a little week. bit of Trails in the Sky, not much. Yeah, I forgot to put it in the sheet. Actually, did uh, did we talk about the fact that you got excited? You finished the prologue, and I said, "Congratulations, you've gotten further than I ever have." Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about that. Okay, but we did right now. Now yeah. we just did. Yep. Um, I mean, and uh, far be it for me to agree with Chris, but you really missed out on Trails in the Sky. Ugh. It I was mean, so good. I'm I. I it's actually pretty good, Anna. I pretty early yeah. on. It's like it's an old game and I can just tell like, oh, this is one of those if I played it as a kid, this would be one of my favorites forever and ever. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I felt playing it. I don't know. It's just but, but we've already been talking privately that um second chapter is completely optional. <laughs> so I've uh, heard that, but Everyone still says to play it, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there is some stuff that comes up. The one thing, the one that you definitely don't want to skip is the third. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to go back and play it. I get the feeling the second is some sort of bottle episode, but the third one it sounds like has story implications. Ish. No, the second kind of wraps up a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But then a lot of that stuff kind of gets explained in steel, so you don't really need it. But you're yeah. also you're, gonna miss a lot of fire with fire, Chris. But you're also going to miss a lot of end jokes in the cold steel. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was, yeah. in fact, fighting fire with fire on the Genshin Impact, and it was not good. <laughs> I was really wondering what was going on. Like, you gave me this character, and it doesn't do crap against this thing. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, that's some of the involvedness. But, uh, you can set the vines on fire. Yeah, there's also enemies have weak points as well. Like there's these giant robot enemies you come across soon, and if you hit them with a like a charge attack from an archer twice in the eye, it actually uh, knocks them down for like 45 seconds, and you could just wail on them. Oh, uh, you mean like when you reflect the lasers back at the big things in Breath of the Wild? No, that's I, you shoot an arrow at a weak spot. When you're talking about a different thing, there's none of that. Actually, Genshin doesn't have any of that. So, uh huh. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weak spot for maximum damage. Cool. So weak spots are things that we're copying now. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I said so. I gotcha. have to make my point. Maybe we should be moving on from Genshin Impact. <laughs> Kelly, what else have you been playing you. this week? You're in the game. Well, Look, it's Anna. I was out last week. I had um, family obligations. Well, not really family obligations. I went to the museum with my family to go see my piece that's in the local art museum. Kelly's oh, an artist. You're an artist. Like, well, she was an artist before. Yes, I know. That's, well, that's to be, the joke. And to be fair, I was like one of 570 people that entered this thing. So, yes, but uh, you took it much more serious than most of the others. 
Well, I don't know if you saw the news article I posted on Twitter, but apparently one lady like had her whole preschool class submit stuff. Oh, which I think is, is that kind of what's cute. going on? Okay, I was yeah. like, um, that's Kelly's that's work is a little better really cool. than everyone's. <laughs> um, according to the news article, there were a thousand slots available. Seven hundred people signed up, but only five hundred. Only have so much stamina, Chris. Five hundred and seventy actually submitted stuff. So that that was awesome, and I was very nervous about that, and felt very out of place. And then Vaughn told me that my husband told me like, "No, you have a place here. You're awesome." So that made me feel good, and that's where I was last Saturday. Yay! And I was kind of sad that I was going to miss the show because I'd finished um, Thirteen Sentinels, and I wanted to talk with somebody about it. No, that game that- just comes together so good in the end. That game that you finish it and you want to instantly talk to somebody about it. Like, oh my god, did you figure that out? Oh yeah, I figured that out. And were you expecting that? Like, no, I wasn't expecting that, but it makes total sense now. And Anna pasting me conversations that she had with Alex when he when she was experiencing similar uh, plot twists. <laughs> so Kelly said something to me, and I immediately flipped over to my conversation with Alex, and I literally copied and pasted the exact conversation that Kelly and I had. <laughs> and I'm I'm sorry. I know that we're vague talking, but this game is very hard to talk about without getting into spoilers. Um, and I definitely recommend you go in knowing as little about the game as possible. All all you know is. 13 kids and giant robots. That's all you should know. Um, I, I platinum this game. I loved it so much. I actually did some of the uh, post-game battles because the la- literally the last um, trophy I needed was to max out everybody. And they give you, just like throw all these maps at you post-game that lets you do exactly that. So I just ground up meta chips, maxed out everyone, got my platinum, and it's like, okay, bye-bye game. I wish I could play you more, but I literally can't. <laughs> um... This game is going to be very hard for me to pick between this and Final Fantasy VII for my game of the year. Really? Seven or Seven Remake? Seven Remake. Okay, okay. Yeah, she's not into bad games. Ooh! Ooh! (laughs) Anna. (laughs) Would you like me to go throw something at him? Yes, please do. The Seven Remake was really good, but like... The, uh, he just got sobbed. I love the story. The story for Seven Remake was great. I didn't, like I didn't show up on camera. Oh, I love, I loved Seven Remake so much. The only I told you guys before the only reason why I didn't platinum that one was because it was too hard. And the nice thing about um, Thirteen Sentinels oh, that's is that um, all of the trophies in Thirteen Sentinels are so easy to get. I think there's like two of them that involve battle. Stuff like all of it's pretty much just finishing the story. Well, to this that day, I've never platinumed a game, so I don't know what that's like. For me, platinuming a game is when I don't want it to end. Um, <laughs> Vanillaware actually is really good about that because I, I had also platinumed uh, Odin's Fear Left Houser, and that one was pretty easy to do that in. So, um, I finished that last week and then went, kind of went through a what am I going to do with my life thing. And then WoW dropped its Shadowlands pre-patch. And interestingly enough, my copy of Shadowlands also came came in that day. And it's like, oh, 
thank you, Blizzard. I've got a a glorified paperweight for the foreseeable future. But at least I got a nice shiny worm mount. Worm or worm? Didn't know that it had two different pronunciations. No, the like a worm would be like a long dangly goo where you and he goes in the dirt, and then a worm is like a dragon, it's, sort of. It's kind of more closer to a worm than a worm. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Um, it's a glowy. Uh, it's a glowy animal worm. Oh. Um, I'm actually str- streaming it uh, um, because since we're talking the wild patch and everything, I'm actually on it, uh, on the Discord if Chris wants to switch over. So, literally one of the first things I did when I could log in on Tuesday because uh, the servers were pretty um, pretty janky at first, but one of the first things I did when I logged in was immediately went to my druid, changed his kitty form to the tiger uh, form from Legion, and then never went back. Uh, no, that never went back. I'm sorry, never went back on that character. And that's so, and that's really been the big thing this week for the pre patch. I mean, besides all the level squish and all that, it has been this change and and everyone's talking about this change to the uh you know, the uh customization system as a whole. I mean new hair options. I'm on a um I'm currently on a paladin, although I look kind of death knighty. Um but uh I'm using um the Death Knight hairstyle or hair color as an example of, you know, the stuff they've done is they've unlocked some of the stuff. They've added new earring styles. Uh, let me switch to, I mean, this has been stuff that, you know, and I think some of it is Blizzard knows or sees the direction that some of the other games have gone and is trying to play catch up. Honestly, that's what some of this feels like to me is them trying to play catch up with the, um, you know, with like Final Fantasy fourteen and all these other games that have such immersive character customization. Uh, here's here's another option: uh, armbands and such. I was thinking about this last night. I was as I was going to bed actually, because um, next week I'm going to be. Or the the week after the next, I'm going to be off work for a week, and Chris and Anna are taking a staycation. So we're going to spend like that weekend playing WoW Classic. Yes, Chris. yes. Just and to terrorize Matt, me. And Matt, we should totally like, stream it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me thinking like, oh man, I'm going to have to go back to that old janky character creator creator with 1.0 faces, and that's going <laughs> to look like garbage compared to what's in the game now. Hmm. And I, I think when we do that, I'm going to do play Hunter just because, uh, you know, Hunter's my main and that's what I know. And I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to be tearing my hair out oh. because I'm, I'm going to have to go back to ma- uh, mana and ammunition and minimum range. Why are we doing this? <laughs> to torture you. This sounds oh, awful. And, uh, don't forget feeding feeding the pet, too. Fe- feeding my pet and pet talent points. Oh, oh yeah, and Chris... What? You can't play a druid. Why? Because you always play a druid. Oh. Why, why but old druids are terrible, it? right? So yeah. shouldn't that be All right. appropriate? Let, let, me, <laughs> let, me, let me change my statement. You can play a resto druid. Oh, no. Because it's classic. In, in classic, if you had healing, you were a healer. No. 
Oh, and Vaughn, Tim and another pet that we're going to skill to teach to your main pet and only having three pet slots. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> having to do the first ten like levels without a pet? So. Yeah. So are we, like, all going to roll Night Elves since uh, Chris is going to be Druid? Yep. Okay. I'm not going to be Druid. You're not? No, I'll be an Elemental Shaman. Oh, then we'll have to be Horde. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I'm going to be. No, I mean, shamans and are restricted to Horde. No, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to be. I, I have not put any thought into a character well, You just said Elemental Shaman. You can't be an Elemental Shaman. You terrible. have to be Resto. If you're a heal, if you have healing magic, you heal in Classic. I don't want to be a healer. Well, then pick something that doesn't heal. Is, I didn't pick is just Resto to begin DPS. with. You, Chris, your choice, you said, I want to be a druid, which is a healer. And then you said, I want to be a shaman, which is a healer. I understand Wait, that they have other specs. No, if you play a shaman, you have to heal. You can't what? play elemental. The specs the, suck. Back, back in classic. Oh my the, gosh, this game the, sucks. Yeah, <laughs> back in classic, the, um, the uh, classes were so disproportionate. Ooh, I know. That <laughs> healers basically had all the power. Because, what about, you know? Because the uh, non-healing styles for those classes sucked ass. What about oh, Retribution Paladin? No, if paladin you're a Paladin, you're a Holy Paladin. <laughs> yeah, pal- the only, I mean, until late in, like, right before Burning Crusade, Holy Paladin was, I mean, you could maybe run into a Rep Paladin, but tanking was Impossible. Painful. Well, I, if I remember I correctly, Red Paladin was completely broken. PvP. And I have a question. I have a question. And playing a Holy Paladin, you had to wear cloth to be even any good at it. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Wasn't Paladin and Shaman expansion classes? No. No. Yeah. Well, no. no they they, um, they unlocked them for the other uh, factions. So yes. in Burning Crusade, Paladins were able to be on the Horde side, Blood and then Shamans were able to be on the Alliance side. Draenei. But so before are there that, any missing classes in classic. Um, Death monk. Knight, Monk, Demon Hunter, Demon, Demon Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> um, yeah, and there are a lot of classes that play very differently from what you know of them. I, so, I think that like one raid towards the yeah end was like- yeah you could totally do a rogue that would be like the most familiar to you. Um, I think one raid at the very end was like completely Im- not impossible to do, but a lot more difficult on one faction versus the other because of either shaman or paladin abilities. And I want to say it was shaman because the windseer totem was like OP back then. Oh gosh, totems! Yeah, yeah. Um, go- going back to modern WoW. Um, speaking of death knights, I am currently leveling a death knight panda who I named Lawless, and he is... I have him all transmogged out to be, like, an edgelord. So he is my Hot Topic Death Knight Panda. What about Shadow Uh, Priest? No, wasn't viable. Now, if you want to be a priest, there's good news. There's two healing specs. (laughs) There's two healing specs instead of just one. In fact, when when I raided back in vanilla, I was a disco priest. And longtime listeners of the show may remember my guild was noobs on fuego. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, it also felt felt very weird being level fifty again. I don't know why. I said it was like rehabbing my 
virginity. <laughs> um, and I, the leveling is also super fast because I started on this panda den, or no, Death Knight Panda on Tuesday at level 10 because they start at level 10 and I'm like level 35 right now. I thought they start at 8. No, 10. Okay. And it, I must say, it feels really good to be like two thirds of the way done with leveling. Um, my like a lot of my dudes, I had kind of stopped at Legion, and they're like either level forty five or forty, and it's going to be nice to just get the extra five levels for the level cap. Should I be a gnome protection warrior? Um, um that I- is a real spec and a real thing that happened. Our main it is one of the worst things to play. <laughs> our our main tank back when we did Molten Core was a gnome warrior. Yeah, warrior. Uh, warrior Although with class abilities, a human warrior would probably be better. But you could be a night elf warrior, and what then we could all be a, night elves together. A throwing knives rogue. Um, there's no I, such thing. Yeah, fan of knives didn't exist in classic. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> This is gonna be fun. We're gonna record this. All right. Anything else that anybody's been playing? What about a melee hunter? Oh, Chris, stop. Um, I thought I had another point to go on about WoW, but now I'm blanking on it. I've, I've been having a lot of fun with the pre-patch. That's for sure. Despite despite my mods being broken and me trying to do pet battles and nearly wanting to throw my mouse through the screen because they nerfed a lot of the good abilities. But, but I digress. I'm glad they brought back several of the abilities. Like, uh, uh, obviously, I'm a rep paladin right now, and I have my consecration back. I can kill shot again, and I'm very happy about it. Oh, uh, I also went and I tamed a cloud serpent, and I named it Toothless because hunters can tame cloud serpents now. What? They also have like a stupid huge uh, storage system now too. Yeah, you have to be either a panda or exalted with the Cloud Serpent people from Pandaria to do it, though. And since I already was. Um, I've been also playing... Uh, I went, I started uh, playing Criminal Girls off of Steam. Um, I mean, I can sum that up in pretty much one sentence, which is... Escorting delinquent teenage anime girls through hell and disciplining them with uh, various torture methods. No, no, not discipline. Motivate. <laughs> motivate, yes. <laughs> well, you, you, you have to motivate them by disciplining their... No, no, we can't say discipline. That That's that's bad for the ESRB. We're motivating oh. them. Motivate, okay. It was one of the changes that they made to get it through the ESRB. With a lower rating? Well, with an M rating. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been AO. What would have been the point? Along with, mechanics to me. along with no moaning and conveniently placed steam. Yes, the conveniently placed pink fog. Are you okay, Chris? Fine. Did you choke on an M&M? Some little chocolate dust powder got down the wrong <laughs> pipe. Again, this is how I explain it to people. I... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just starving this morning. Did you not eat? Nope. This um, man cannot take care of himself. I'm sorry, Tim. Go ahead. I've also uh, been playing through the Final Fantasy XIV 
5.35 patch. Um, that's been pretty fun. I've not had too much time just because my real-life work has actually gotten very stupidly busy this week. Uh, Final because Fantasy fourteen, the dumb. game we should play next weekend. Uh, I'm a little bitter. Yeah, sure, we'll play fourteen, old mm-hmm. fourteen. No, <laughs> no. Luckily, oh God, no! Bring on the WoW Classic. No. <laughs> okay. No WoW. That no old fourteen. You. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Chris, at least be happy there oh. is no 14 classic. Oh, my gosh. Final Fantasy 14 1.0, Anna. <laughs> There's got to be someone out there that's nostalgic for that. People oh. liked it for a little while. It actually, it you have to play it for a bit before it really becomes just awful. So, I don't remember that. I remember playing it for like an hour and being like, I'm done. You get into crafting, and then 40 hours later you realize, oh, God. This is all there is. Oh no! Getting into crafting—that's my least favorite part of any game. Mm-hmm. I don't so, know why people find that fun. There's literally an entire RPG series dedicated to crafting. It's called like Altier. Yeah, Atelier. Atelier. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I love Atelier. Altier uh, is the Assassin uh, Creed guy. Not uh, actually, Lofter. Not. All, there is. It still has a heavy focus of crafting, but there are several games that play like more traditional RPGs. That's actually what got me into the series. You might have to give me a list of those ones later, then, because I cannot deal with yeah. some of those like super Japanese games, like Altier and um, Atelier. Good news. There is an easy way to answer your question. You can go to a website called rpgamer.com and then look at the Atelier series where to start guide and it will show you the ones which are action RPGs or turn-based RPGs that don't focus on crafting. More turn-based than others. Let's, Let's go with that. I need to present that differently later to be like, if only there were a website where I could go for all of my RPG informational needs. Oh, if only... Neoseeker.com. No! <laughs> Bad, Chris! <laughs> I, I missed it. What? Yeah, I missed that, I too. I said Neoseeker.com. <laughs> oh. Wait, isn't that where... Uh, it is. Haveron yeah. does his guides? Yeah. That's why I picked it. Okay. But we, we've got joke. several Where to Start series in the pipe coming soon. Yes. Anna and I were talking about one the other day. Yes. That so I can't wait to dive into. Kelly and I are, are, are laying down our next one, and it's going to be good. So please look forward to it. We're, we're going to be doing a bunch please of these. Please look forward to it. We, we need to do a Final Fantasy one at some point, too, and that's going to oh, be Oh, that is going to be... Uh, that's a big one like Dragon Quest, so <laughs> we would I would probably need to find someone who would be willing to do all of the work. <laughs> we'll talk about that in I, our new section, though. I, I can do a good chunk of the work, but I would need some help. And, yeah. and then the last bit of me, I, I, I play Overwatch. I get my butt kicked. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Chris has played more Candy Crush Saga this week. We yeah. both played with the kittens. The kittens yeah. went for their next month weigh-in, so they both gained over a pound. We're very happy. They're no longer underweight. No, they're they're four the- out of nine. Yes, but they were three out of nine yeah. before. Or was it four they, out of ten? They are officially thin. But not thin normal. Thin normal. Mm-hmm. 
as and opposed to underweight. You said that Twink is feeling better because of her meds. Yeah, yeah so we drug our kitty and she's happy. <laughs> yeah, we started uh, Twinkle Toes, who has uh, who was born with deformed feet, on a super low dose of what's called gabapentin. Gabapentin is used for like a million things in humans, um, and in cats, it's used for pain relief. So because normal pain meds they can't handle in their liver, so yes, they have to have these weird alternatives. So yeah, she's yeah. she's had only a, a a handful of doses of it, and it's she's just as kidney as the other ones now. That's she's awesome. Crazy. So hopefully, she, you said that she'll build up some muscle mass and not be. It'll help her not be as much in pain later on. That's we, the idea. I mean, yeah, the idea is that she doesn't develop a lack of using her left leg, and because right now the pain would encourage her not to use it, which would cause bigger problems later on. It just kind of kind of stack upon itself yep right now she doesn't have those problems we're just trying to avoid them developing yeah it's weird when she sits she sits like a dog waiting for you to shake its paw yeah so she sits with her left foot up that's the that, that's the least worn one she has no claws in that foot yeah i thought yeah you said that it looked like a botch declaw job and mm-hmm. she was born that way yep, yep. Yeah, it's one of the reasons we adopted her. Mom has a cat who, whenever he sits down, one of his back paws is just sticking in the air. Nice. (laughs) Somewhere. So, like, even his baby photos um, when he was just born on their, like, because it's an official cattery, because my mom has Norwegian forest cats. And um, so, and, like, even the official, like, when they first preview, oh, here's our new batch of kittens. It's, you know, this one, this one, and then my mom's cat, and he's sitting there as a, you know, really baby kitten with the foot up in the air. <laughs> and that's like, that one's Kieran. Disa will be very, very happy to hear someone else has Norwegian foreign cats. Four wrist cats. Well, my um, mom had two, but one, one of them got old and had was just old and he passed away last year, Aww. along with my cat Shadow. So, um, my uh, my little noodle got his noodle operated on yesterday, so he's got a cone on his head because he can't stop licking. <laughs> of course, he had his graduation surgery. So yeah, it's, he's he's very unhappy right now. Yeah, when uh when we went to the vet the other day, our our vet was checking Scamper, who was the only male out of the um, litter, and she's like checking all of his stuff, and she goes crunch crunch. She's like, "See neutered?" It's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Ah, that explains it." I'm like, "What? Are you knock it in no one's home?" She's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "I'd be concerned if I felt something in there now." Mm-hmm. All right. We should Why move on from cat genitals. And instead talk about what we're doing for the kids in just a few weeks. Extra life. Yay. Nothing. You know, I've been seeing yeah. Facebook ads for them, you know, uh, for extra life come up on my feeds. Nice. So extra life is in three weeks on November 7th. Woo. Confirmed. Cool. Yes, Chris. I yeah, didn't get November the date wrong 7th. this time. That's yes. Correct. So in just three short weeks. And Chris and I are competing as usual to see who can get the highest donations. Um, we have multiple people on the RP Gamer team. So if you go to extra-life.org and search for the RP Gamer team, um, you will see that we have, where's our roster? We have Chris, myself, and um, one of our reviewers, Ryan, has joined us. 
Oot. So. I want to say that's Scar. Yeah. Yes, because he has Florida lightning on his hat, so. So if you'd like to donate money, please go to extra-life.org. Do that. Um, Anybody on the team is helpful. The money goes to the local hospital that each team member is individually playing for. Donations are taken directly by Children's Miracle Network. We don't touch the money. Um, And you can uh, rest assured that you're helping to heal kids and deal with needs for the hospitals to make kids better and deal with research things and all sorts of good stuff that money goes towards. So Ryan is playing for John Hopkins All Children's Hospital, and Chris and I are playing for Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. I thought I was part of the team, too. I didn't see you on the roster. I think I... Do do you have to, like, re-sign up for the team every year? Yes. Yes. Oh, that would be why. Yep. So this is Chris' 10th year doing Extra Life. Mm-hmm. I think it's my 7th. Right? I'm, I'm actually going to fix that right now. Okay. Robert is also going to be part of the RP Gamer team. So, check us out. If you can donate, that's awesome. If you can't donate, there is a free, very easy thing to do. Encourage other people to donate. You can go um, to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, uh, whatever, and, and go to MySpace and, and tell your friends, hey, RP Gamer is playing for Extra Life this year and would love it if you would donate. Um, we play video games for 24 hours straight. And we appreciate any donation, but the suggested donation is $1 an hour. I got the weekend off. Yay! I know people are members of like 20 or 30 different Discord servers they never go into. Pop in and tell them to go donate. (laughs) Just don't do it in a spammy way. No, don't do it in a spammy way. So we had uh, an Extra Life question last week. We, uh, We asked people to suggest a group game to play for Extra Life. And we got some suggestions. Uh, we got uh, Among Us was suggested, um, Diablo 3 or Monster Hunter World, and uh, someone suggested the Fantasy Star on the GameCube. Oh, Fantasy Star Online. Okay. Yeah, I'm not Fantasy sure why Star we wouldn't Online play the new Fantasy Star Online, but... All right. I, I'd be down for playing Diablo with you guys. <laughs> we will definitely be doing some multiplayer gaming, some single-player gaming. Um, we will have a schedule of some sort up closer to the event, question mark. i doing my first draw. All right. I know, I'm watching. And our question of the week, you got to get your answers in fast for this one. What classes should we play in WoW Classic? Because <laughs> yeah, the, there's uh, only so many. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll see what suggestions that we get. I'm kind of open to a lot of things. Um, I play the logout class. <laughs> no, but um, if Kelly's going to be a hunter and Chris is going to be a rogue, I'm probably going to have to be either a tank or a healer. So I'll have to think about it. We'll have a powwow before we. I mean, we'll have a I'm open. Before. I mean, I'm not locked into hunter. I'm if somebody has a we suggestion, I'm totally playing make anything. Chris play the hunter. What? I don't want to play an old school. Hunter. We should totally make Chris play I've the done hunter. That. I don't like it. But Chris, hunter, old school <laughs> hunter is fun. Every loot is yours. No, <laughs> I don't want to carry arrows around. Everything's hunter loot. Into gear, hunter loot. Yeah. Gear, right. hunter loot. Oh god, this is going to be a fun conversation. Oh. 
Friday night's going to be amazing. All right. If you want to submit feedback to the podcast, there's lots of ways to do so. Um, you can come join us live 9 Eastern noon Pacific at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. You can hop onto the Discord. You can go to rpgamer.com slash Discord to find how to join that. Um, the anime man tends to ask around on the Discord when we have a question of the week. And and I've figured out that I have the power to pin messages, so I, I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> Um, you can call or text us at 608-729-4098. You can email us, podcast at rpgamer.com. You can go to rpgamer.com, find the latest podcast thread, slap a reply down there. Lots of ways to get in touch with us. Or you can just tweet us at rpgamer. All right. So we had a bunch of editorial content this week. And I, I want to spend a little time. Um, Platy M3, uh, Matt, is uh, a listener of the show. Occasionally he's on, but most of the time he can't make it because of family commitments. And he is like our superhero for this. So after we did a few months ago the Atelier series Where to Start feature, I was like, well, we should totally do this for, for Dragon Quest because I had only recently played Dragon Quest 1, 2, 3, and I was like, well, is this a good starting spot? Is this not a good starting spot? Is 7 or 8 a better starting spot? And so I kind of started asking Platy about it and then realized, wait a minute, why don't I just turn this into a feature? And so before I went for surgery back in... August, I basically plotted oh, out for fun. him the template for how to write up the Dragon Quest series where to start feature. And it, by the time I got back, um, there were 42 games in the feature. Because Platy is one of the resident Dragon Quest knowledge gods. Yes. Even I will admit that. I mean, he just... There, you know, I have a memory for games as a whole, just you know, stuff I've played and whatnot. But when it comes to Dragon Quest, I mean, he is a go-to resource, and I mean, major props to him for doing that article. So yeah, yeah. looking at it, wow, we have suggestions. I mean, and he covered it all. I mean, even the Torneco Taloon games, which aren't even official Dragon Quest. They start as um, just fan projects for the SNES. And I, I consider what, myself a pretty big Dragon Quest buff, and I've never heard of a lot of these. What the crap? What blew my <laughs> mind was that he covered the Fortune Street games, which that is obscure. I didn't know until this article that Fortune Street wasn't actually called Fortune Street in Europe. It's called Boom Street. Boom Street. Uh, amusing little factoid. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> I. I learned a lot about Dragon Quest just reading through this and getting all of it edited and getting all the logos together and stuff. So, if you are interested in jumping into the Dragon Quest series, or you previously played some like Dragon Warrior games as a little kid and now you're an adult, and it's like, oh yeah, where did that series go? Check it out. We have recommendations. There's actually a lot of really good starting points. You can start with seven or eight remakes on 3DS. You can start with eleven. You can start with one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. with all the remakes too. That and and the re-releases. I mean, they're like Dragon Quest one, two, and three. They're on Steam. They're on mobile. I mean, they've they've really wait. No, one, two, three isn't on Steam. Do what now? I thought one, two, and three wasn't on Steam. They are, aren't they? I can look real quick. I actually do. Um, 
I do Dragon Quest One randomizer. Nice. Yeah, so I'm 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 big on those. Did you watch the guy who did it at GDQ who beat it in like twenty minutes? That must have been a really good seed. No, no, not a seed. I'm talking the original, just Dragon Quest as a speed run. Oh, yeah, the original one is like super short. You print out the uh, strategy guide, and it's literally like a page. Yeah. Well, no, no. He he sped run it in 20 minutes because he figured out all. He actually, and I was listening to to him do this, of course, way after the fact. He he actually had like charts and whatnot of all the different R and you know the number generator and how where everything reset how long you like each pixel you'd have to wait to before moving another step so you miss oh, a yeah. battle i mean it was it's, so it's a step depth. counter it's a yeah, step I've counter they that. use that for final fantasy 4 and 6 speed runs as well yep. because um it's all based on when you boot the game up cuz especially old games they can't randomize stuff properly so they actually base it on pixels when you boot the game up uh, it starts cycling through the different random the different seeds and if you land and then of course those seeds are affected by other in-game events so if you start up a game on a specific seed they usually use an audio timer for that then as long as you move at the exact same on um, the exact same pixels all the time you're always going to be guaranteed to get the same thing they do that for chrono trigger they do it for uh they do it for final fantasy 6 final fantasy 4 um pretty much all those old school rpgs run on those pixel cycles so also, also how to manipulate the crits. I mean, it was it was just really interesting he- hearing him talk about it as he yeah. was doing that run. If you yeah. ever get the chance, go watch a speed run of Chrono Trigger where they do 100% completion. Uh, Puexel goes real deep into that. Oh, stuff. Puexel's such an amazing speed runner. Yeah, I love Puexel. So yeah, I just double checked um, Dragon Quest D- games on Steam, Builders 2, Heroes, Heroes 2, and 11. Okay, I... I I my mistake then. Nah, it's I, cool. We actually had PC originally in the feature because I guess they came out in Japan on PC, but we took it out because it was really confusing people. Yeah, and so and apparently Square Enix just hasn't ported them yet because because yep. yeah. Square Enix. So thank you, Platy. You are awesome. It this this feature definitely makes me sad that four, five, and six don't have modern releases because I didn't finish four. Um, even though I remember enjoying it, I don't remember getting married in five. I think I pooped out not long before you had to choose a girl, and then six I didn't play at all. And it's kind of prohibitive to go back and play those legitimately. So I would love to see remakes. All right. Um, other editorial content we had this week. Um, we had an impression of Yakuza Like a Dragon. Alex played that. He definitely thinks it's going to be super special awesome. We had an impression of Black Legend. And then Sam wrote an adventure corner for Best Friends Forever, where you live in the most dog-friendly um, city in the world. And it's a, the visual novel based off of that premise. No cats? Nope, just dogs, which is great because um, it has like a character creator at the start of the game and that dictates what kind of dog that you have and it's like, it's flaws and um, and it's pros and cons. And so I was watching a friend of mine stream it and she was she chose like, what is the worst uh, food that you could ever eat and you hate it? And she chose beans. And so she ended up getting a farty dog. <laughs> so in the middle of like these super serious conversations her dog would just be like 
Oh, God, dog farts are the worst. <laughs> it's oh. like, so uh, you want to go get a drink sometime? That makes me want to puke just thinking about it. Athena has been known to let a very stinky one rip on occasion. Athena being the name of my dog. Our cats, when they had gas after we gave them the parasite treatment, oh, God, it was like clear the room. Oh, yeah, cats also can have really bad... (laughs) A shadow, bless his heart, just such a stinky poo butt. My nephew, when he was uh, really little, had a very sensitive stomach, and I just remember him going, dog stink, a beat happens, and just puked all over the couch. Oh, no. It was hilarious. I mean... At the time, it wasn't funny, but I wasn't cleaning up the puke, so it was hilarious. <laughs> and I killed the podcast. No, you're good. <laughs> All right. It's time for the news. Beep, 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 Speaking of farts. Take it away, Kelly. Um... I, I can't even pronounce this. Zhuan Yun Sword 7 release date announced. Zhuan Yun. Zhuan Yun Sword release date announced. At least, that's clo- at least that's the closest I'll get. I'll say okay. that. Um, this is a Taiwan, a long-running Taiwan RPG series. Um, takes place in China about 2,000 years ago towards the end of the Western Han Dynasty. It's going to be coming out for the PlayStation 4 on December 10th. A Western PlayStation 4 version um, is planned but not dated yet. And also for the Xbox One, we've got a trailer up on the site so that you can go check it out. I unfortunately have never heard of this series. Looks like Chinese Dark Souls. (laughs) Yeah, Chinese Dark Souls. And then we've got King Arthur and Knight's Tale announced. Um, this is by developer Necrocore Games, and it's a turn-based tactical RPG based off of Arthurian legend for the PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X. And it's going a, undergoing a Kickstarter crowding, crowdfunding ca- campaign. Um, you're actually playing as Sir Modred, which is uh, King Arthur's nemesis this time around. And he was able to kill Arthur, but um, Arthur struck back with his dying breath. So um, both Arthur and Modred are still alive, and the Lady of the Lake brings Modred back in order to finish off Arthur. Um, A nice little interesting take on the King Arthur lore there. They're looking for... um, 1,500 uh, euros, so around $150,000 by November 12th. Um, they've got an early bid tier for those who pledge at least uh, 20 euros, and they will receive a digital copy of the game. You can go check that out. It looks quite interesting, um, especially if you're really into King Arthur stuff. And then we've got XCOM 2 heading to iOS in November. Uh, scheduled to release for iOS on November 5th, and um, uh, you can see a 30-second trailer. It's a turn-based combat RPG that came out in 2016 and has been ported multiple times, and the game takes place 20 years after the first XCOM. I don't know if you guys are looking forward to that. I've never even played XCOM. Any XCOM. 
And then just for laughter, Atelier Ryza 2 is releasing in January. Yeah, so this is like the suave way to announce a release date change because it was supposed to be out um, by the end of 2020. And then they were like, hey, we have a release date. It's January 2021. Ta-da! Kind of the theme of the news today is stuff being delayed till 2021. As there we get a bunch of stories like that, but they uh, announced a collector's edition that comes with a physical copy of the game for Switch or PlayStation, a collector's box, a Sonnet of Dawn Rise of Costume Code, a Beware of Pony and Blue Pony Costume Rise of T-Shirt Costume DLC Code, um, Tao's Research Notebook Art Book, a cloth poster, a set of two clear files. Which I had to double tick on that. It's like literally file fo- folders. Yeah, yeah we have file some of those from old Disgaea collector's editions, and we actually <laughs> still use them. We have one of them that's just filled with wedding licenses because we have to constantly have, send have, them in um, places. I have some from a uh, a, a visual, a particular visual novel game created by Carnelian. So um, <laughs> I've just never I will thought not to go use into further detail. I've never thought to use collector's edition office supplies, but there you go. And you also get a mini acrylic character charm. So the fun thing about this is they announced the Atelier Ryza 2 release date, and then Nisa immediately sold out of Atelier Ryza 2 collector's editions. So a couple days later, they then had to email out and say, hey, uh, we have them back in stock now. Hmm. But I suspect they will sell out again very quickly. So if you want one of these, hopefully they're still in stock. I managed to just get my copy, of, my hands on a copy of Ryza One for a decent price. I got it off of Steam. Um, and then we've got, speaking of physical editions, uh, we've got Final Fantasy Seven and Eight physical editions releasing in Europe. Um, they announced that they're going to have a double pack with seven and eight um, for the Nintendo Switch for uh, thirty euros, and then there's also going to be a PS4 remastered um, Final Fantasy Eight for nineteen euros. And you can pre-order both of these through the Square Enix store. I don't see any plans for a North American release, which I'm not surprised Squeenix is very not wanting to release physical stuff in North America for some reason. Yeah, I mean, Europeans still seem to prefer physical games, and there is, despite lots of evidence, an overwhelming presumption that Americans prefer digital. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, well, I, if, I know why that is for me personally. <laughs> it, I mean, it's for me, I personally prefer digital because I don't want to mess with physical media. You probably don't want your kids breaking it. No, that's, it's not, I don't want my kids to break it, is I don't want my kids to continue to break it. <laughs> I've, I had to replace Yoshi's Wooly World. Um, th- for those new to the stream, my kids are both uh, autistic, so there's some weird stuff that happens. Um, my s- oldest son at the time uh, literally chewed through the disc for Yoshi's Woolly World. Okay. And apparently that was So the Switch cartridges happen- are for your son. What now? The bitter Switch cartridges are for your son's sake. Yeah, and, and and when I took it into GameStop, the guy at GameStop is like, yeah, we've heard reports. And I think it was 
because they used a special protective coating for the Wii U discs. Yeah. And somehow it gave it, and I and when I picked it up, I could tell the difference. It kind of makes it feel like it's a hard candy. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah those I, those Wii U discs are nice and smooth on the outside. If, yeah. uh, if you recall my joke video of me licking the copy of Breath of the Wild for the Wii U and saying, I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> uh, that, that was a very smooth lick, I must mm. say. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and that's where the issue was. Apparently, my son was not the only one who, uh, you know, had gotten back with reports of, you know, or, you know, child or uh, maybe even adults who were chewing Wii U discs and. That is part of the reason why they put that organic, naturally nasty flavor onto the uh, onto the uh, switch cartridges. We put nasty stuff on my headphone cord so that our kittens would stop chewing on it. Unfortunately, it made Anna want to not use the headphone cord anymore. <laughs> it's better was now. Was it Tabasco sauce? No, although um, there it's was... It's a lemongrass sort of thing. Yeah, there was... Um, there was some Velcro that Clip wouldn't leave alone, so I Tabascoed it, and then all of the cats attempted to bury it repeatedly. So our cats had a problem with, or our cat Jack had a problem with chewing cords ages ago. So we went to PetSmart and tried to get some of that um, bitter apple spray for it that they just put on bandages so that they won't lick the bandages. And Vaughn tried that in the store and about threw up. Ooh. And it what's funny, I, I felt so bad for laughing, but I was at the same time I was like, What did you think it was gonna taste like? And I had just bought like a Wii U or a candy tin that was a Wii remote shaped that had mints in it. And I handed him the mints and I was like, Here, will these help get the taste out of your mouth? And he grabbed like a handful of these mints. Or the, they were mint bubble gum. And he grabbed a handful of them and was just chewing on them and still couldn't get the taste out. I don't think that would bother my my other cat Toby because uh, yeah he like he he'll eat Cajun sauce. See, I thought that for a second there, I thought you were going to say I don't think that bitter apple spray spray would bother your kid. It might not because <laughs> it, it. We were told that some cats don't care about the hot sauce. You have to go real hot, like ghost pepper hot, to get them to care. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot this detail. Apparently, Vaughn drank five cans of Pepsi while we was at the pet store trying Ooh. to get that taste out. See, Pepsi wouldn't do it because Pepsi is they put so much sugar in the Pepsi to counteract the salt, but the acidic acid actually burns your tongue. The uh, phosphoric acid that they use as part of its in- the ingredients actually well, burn your this- tongue naturally. So it it really actually doesn't. Soda is one of the worst things you can do well this wasn't hot sauce. this wasn't hot sauce this was bitter apple spray it's a completely different taste right but it's it's still a soda does not really help with anything bitter even though it's considered sweet it's because they put artificial or all that sugar into it to make it you need something actually natural like more naturally sweet well, yeah, we was in a pet store. We couldn't exactly go find a jug of orange juice or whatever <laughs> you're suggesting. All right, moving on. Uh, moving on. Now we're to the Wait, delay section does of Von the news. not like rawhides? Uh, Chris, I no. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, it was kind of a desperate situation. We found what we could. <laughs> I think the, the Wii remote mint saved the day. <laughs> Carrying on. 
news stories we're going to hear a lot of this year. Uh, Chris about- Tales delayed to 2021. Oh. This is that Colombian-developed RPG about oh, time travel. so good. Um, say what? This game is amazing. Have so, you played the demo, amazing. Anna? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, and I know one of the writers. So, yeah, this is a game where the screen is split into three, and you're seeing past, present, and future at the same time. And you get to move back and forth between the time periods to manipulate what's going on. It's amazing. Yep. Games coming out with games now. You know, more time travel games. And then Digimon Survive delayed till 2021. People got really We've upset got... about this on our social media. Oh, I, I didn't see that. Um, we got a statement about that from the producer, Kaz, Kazumasa Habu. Um you can read it, what he says about that on our site. And then Game Deck pushed to 2021. I have not heard of this game. You play, so it's um, it's a dystopian future game. It was, it's, a, it's a book series that was written by a Polish guy. And I actually backed this on Kickstarter after playing it at PAX last year. And so you're playing as a game detective, Game Deck. And he goes into virtual reality games that everybody lives in now and figures out stuff that's going wrong. So he, like, finds a missing person. He figures out why someone died while playing a game. He goes and um, solves thefts, stuff like that. That's cool. Interesting. Yep. And that concludes the delay portion of our show. We've also got an announcement for Peach Leaf Pirates um, from developer Dog Kiss Studios. It is a relaxing RP- island RPG. It's uh, pixely. You start. You start. It stars an amnesiac protagonist who washes ashore on stra- a strange Wait, island. Wait, is dope. this an Ease Harvest Moon crossover? <laughs> It could be very inspired. Uh, um, the locals welcome the new drifter and provide him with his own plot of land, and you get to grow and harvest crops, raise livestock, craft, cook, and clear farm space while researching the island. It looks very chill. And then we've also got a Kickstarter check-in for uh, Sunhaven, which is another kind of relaxing, um, I want to say, Harvest Moon-like. Yeah. Um. Well, it also looks very cute with its pixel style. It is a farming sim fantasy RPG set in the struggling town of Sunhaven, where your player helps revitalize it. They are looking for $44,000 in funding, and the campaign is going to run until October 29th. Those who pledge $25 will receive a copy of the game as part of their backer rewards. This looks more and like then, a Rune Factory inspired one. Yeah, it's a Rune Factory style game because there's combat in it. There's monster people, too. And fire elemental people. This is a very fantasy one. Well, look at that big lion dragon thing. Or there you go. Have they got their goal yet? No, they're at they got forty four thousand seven hundred is their goal. They're at thirty seven thousand nine fifty. Looks like Anna Maria has backed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when did that happen? Um, a couple weeks ago. Last year after packs. Anna backing the competition. I know. What's up with that? Um, I like farming games. Twenty five bucks to get the game. And then if you want to go crazy, uh, it is $5,000 to be the ruler of dragons. Become a work of art with a personalized pixel art portrait of yourself. Uh, You get an hour call with the developers. Uh, You get to be part of the pre-release launch of the game. So you get to play it among the first people ever. And all all sorts of other rewards from the previous tiers. So 
Go check that out if you want to. It's called Sunhaven. And then we've got Patagon, the Forbidden Island, which is going to be a virtual reality steampunk RPG, even though a non-VR version will be available. Um, it takes takes place in an alternate world where the British Empire continues to exist, and there are Zeppelins as the primary method of traveling around the world. And you get to, you, you play an army, uh, army lieutenant that's retired, and you get to hunt dinosaurs. Uh, they're looking for thirty thousand dollars in funding. The campaign is running till October thirtieth, and those who pledge twenty nine dollars will receive a copy of the game as part of their backer rewards. Check that out if you need a little steampunk in your RPG life. VR steampunk. Hmm. It could be good or the... really boring. I'm not sure. And that that was the last news story. <gasps> wasn't there another one? Wasn't there a third? Oh, there wasn't. Okay. Um, There's like dinosaurs the one- in this steampunk game, Kelly. There's dinosaurs on this island. Everything is better um, with the dinosaurs. One, one news story that wasn't in there that I did Uh-oh. want to bring up that was the changes to the PSN store because um, they're removing access to PS3, Vita, and PSP games on the mobile or not on the mobile, the mobile and websites, but you can still access it on your devices. And to take the podcast a little bit, that change is going to happen on Monday the 19th. So if there's anything you need to buy, buy it now. Buy it now. Buy it Wait, now. Isn't that an Amazon feature? I, I No, that's an eBay feature. <laughs> buy it now, right. Uh, there's I, a Halloween I had a little, sale going on right now. On I had a little bit of a fi- fire sale last night because I picked up a couple of games that I've had in my wish list. And that's the other irritating thing, too. The wish list functionality is going away, and I don't understand why... It, that is. Uh, it doesn't even work well on PSN. I, I guess. But, PSN's uh, that, store that is a... so garbage. I'm kind of okay with them redoing things because they're not store redoing means... them. They're just closing off the systems they don't want you well, to buy I'm games for but anymore. But you know how they are. They they don't fix the systems because they have the old ones still working. So maybe if they can close down some of the old stuff, they can make the, the yeah. Stuff I mean, better. the idea is is to is the PS5 store will be better. I hope so because this store so sucks. So does the no, Xbox One too. No, by that's the way. that's the thing though. PSN actually had a really good store back with the PS3, and then they modified. You know. Tried to make it look better for the PS4, and they made the functionality worse. Like hey, the original PSN hey, store, it could be sorry. worse. You could go through the download menu menu on the Vita. You ever done that? Yeah, oh, that's yeah, what you're gonna have to, to do from now on. Three thousand yeah. items in your menu, you have to scroll through them page by page by page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at least the PSN store has a cart. Uh, maybe that's a good thing on the Switch store because if it, the Switch <laughs> store had a cart, I would buy way that too would be much dangerous. Crap. Way too much crap. I think the Switch store should have a, just a button that says "Take all my money." That's what they need. More or less. <laughs> so, st- starting in on the briefs, uh, Yokai Watch Jam Yokai Academy Y is hitting the PS4 in Japan at the end of October. Um, the PlayStation 4 version will become the game's first major update from the start, which includes online multiplayer as well as new story episodes, dungeons, and playable characters for you Yokai Watch fans. And then uh, the Majesty. Say what? Hi, Wheels. And, and Wheels. Yes. He's the Yokai Watch fan. And then the Magister, another deck-building murder, murder mystery strategy RPG, 
There's I'm sorry. Of- Hold on. What? <laughs> There's another one? Yeah. <laughs> There's more than that one? What's the first one? The first one we talked about a second ago that was being delayed to 2021. Oh, yeah. The uh, whatever but that the, was. But you mentioned deck building. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this There's is a randomly generated... Deck building? This is a randomly generated murder mystery game, meaning each playthrough will be unique to players. Combat situations and negotiations are handled with cards such as Heartstopper, Poison Slash, Weak Joke, and Long Talk. However, if players don't feel like combat enemies can be pacified using tactical diplomacy for a bloodless outcome. I imagine with it being deck building, it's going to be kind of like Clue. Mm. Who done it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's coming to Switch and PC early next year. <coughs> and then, Witch Spring 3 refined launching in December in Japan. This is a witch-raising RPG. Um, As opposed to a princess-raising RPG. Oh, I, I didn't I know princess-raising RPGs were a thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Princess yeah. Maker. It is princess just... Maker. Yeah, it There's is. It is a whole one. thing. What? It's... It, it's probably a genre that needs to go away. What? No! <laughs> I, there's something... Okay, you're the lady. You tell me. It, it's not misogynistic? No. Okay. So what, do you check your princesses for IVs and EVs to make sure that they're competitive? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is an accurate statement. Okay. You, you like make choices them. for them, and then you screw it up, and they get meet bad ends, and you start over. And is yeah. how it usually goes. It it depends. There are some that are a little more horrific than others, and then there's some where it's like you've raised your girl to be independent. She decides not to get married and adopt sixteen children. And then there's some that's like she fell for the man of her dreams and got married, and then he took it's over like the kingdom. You have to manipulate this person to fulfill whatever the creator's vision of a perfect princess is, and that's where I get worried about like. What is this you're teaching playing, people? You're playing them in reverse, though. Like you don't, you don't like plan out your course and be like this is where I want her to end up. You're just like, no, I want her to work in the coal mines today. Let's see what happens. Mm. Well, um, if you want to raise a witch, this is going to be out in, on Nintendo Switch in Japan on December seventeenth, and it is an enhanced version of an iOS game. Oh boy! So, who knows if that's going to get a Western release or not? I doubt it. Um, we've also got a double pack for Citizens Unite Earth and Space releasing in January. This was a, um, I remember this game coming out. It was a, uh, c- comedy RPG, Citizens of Earth and Citizens of Space that involved you playing the, uh, vice president of Earth and gathering, uh, characters to, um, help save the world, and then Citizens of Space, you were the Earth Ambassador who has to gather characters to save the world. Um, this double pack is coming out on January 28th, 2021 for the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and PC, and is being developed by Eden Industries. I might have to check this game out. I kind of skipped out on Citizens of Earth when it was first announced. Yeah, so so did I. I mean, there, there was a lot of things coming out at the time that seemed more interesting to me um but i've heard really good things from the people who've played it so yeah it's got an interesting story i mean we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before so to kind of give the tldr um citizens of earth was a kickstarter game that didn't quite meet its funding goal and then it got picked up by atlas yeah yeah that's how it was on my radar 
because that that was like went crazy with the marketing on it and the emails. Yep. And then they they kind of went quiet after they made Citizens of Earth, and then all of a sudden it was like, surprise, Citizens of Space out now. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Rune 2 is releasing on Steam next month. It is Rune 2 Decapitation Edition. It's going to be on Steam November 13th. Um, comes with all the changes made available with the campaign update released on the Epic Game Store in September. Um, you've got a revamp of the game storyline, Dungeons of Midgard, and a skill tree system. If you're a fan of the Rune series... Um, game Woodsalt pushed back to December... Um, this is the game where you're um, controlling the drowsy protagonist MC who, after taking a, a nap, wakes up a thousand years in the future. Um, it's going to be launched on PC and Nintendo Switch on December 9th at, for $20. And then, last news story oh, wait, a no, second to last news story um, Borderlands 3 is going to get next gen versions to launch on site alongside the consoles so they're putting borderlands 3 on the xbox series x and playstation 5 day and date in north america and japan to release alongside those consoles um owners of the playstation 4 version will be able to upgrade to the 5 version for free um same with the xbox series x and it's going to include um four player scripts Split screen multiplayer and two player vertical split screen. Yeah. Um, if I may add in, um, I saw some news, to, another bit of news for Borderlands 3 about doing another uh, season pass for a two new cuts. Uh, that, so that'll come up in the news next week again uh, as well. And then lastly, we've got uh, Oceanhorn 2 launching for the Nintendo Switch this month. This was um, the game about. This is a game about a young knight who journeys across Gaia with his allies. It is the actually a prequel to Oceanhorn Monster of the Uncharted Seas. Now this um, is a Zelda like. Um, yes. It, it, doesn't it have the Wind Waker vibe? Yeah. 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 Um, the game is going to come out on October twenty eighth. For twenty nine dollars, and it has a ten percent discount on pre orders. And that is all the news. I hear a kid yelling. Oh wait, I'm sorry. One more brief story. No, I think uh, my I think my the, the, it's inconsistently yelling, so that's not a bad sign. But I better go check on that. <laughs> um, in the meantime, well, sorry, last news story. I I opened all of my stories weird. That's why I'm confused about. Which stories? Which um, we've got. Uh, hey Kelly, Cyberpunk- do you know everyone huh? listening? They don't know. Ah, uh, <laughs> my, yeah, right, right. You're not supposed to point out mistakes. Exactly. I should know. We're that. learning. That's all right. <laughs> uh, take one week off, and you forget I know, everything. I know. Um, we've got uh, Cyberpunk 2020 CityWire that shows off vehicles and fashion. Um, apparently, there's a porno bag in one of the shots with an Easter egg um, referencing. Witcher 3, which had to be explained to me. Um, yeah, go, it's just a 30, or I want to say like 30 or 40 minute video talking about all the different vehicles. 24 and, minutes and 55 seconds. Um, talking about all the vehicles in fashion. I actually skipped to the fashion bit because I thought that was really cool. I didn't care so much for the vehicles. Uh, he was just having fun making a fort with his blankets. All right. <laughs> And that is all the news. I shot whenever I build a fort, too. <laughs> all right. Woo! Uh, game releases. 
coming out this week is Tenderfoot Tactics. Tenderfoot Tactics. Bless huh? Unleashed. Yeah, it's a it's a weird like explore open world exploration game, but the combat is tactics based. It's got a really weird art style. It's not for me, but that's okay. Uh, Bless Unleashed is hitting the PS4. Uh, after previously being out on the Xbox. And then Torchlight 3 is coming to Switch. And then in terms of the, oops, we forgot these already came out, um, Batbarian, Testament of the Primorials, hit PC and Nintendo Switch. Noita landed on PC. And Tears of Avia is available now on PC and Xbox One. All right. So just a reminder that our question of the week is, uh, what classes should we play in WoW Classic? And... Um, what are we going to be playing in this coming week? I am going to be playing WoW Classic because I can't talk about anything else. How about you, Kelly? Um, more WoW. At some point, I would like to start Atelier Ryza, but at the same time, um, yeah. I, I'm I'm in between Game Blues right now because uh, Trails comes out the week that I'm on vacation. So I don't know what I want to do with my life other than play WoW. <laughs> All right. What are you going to be playing, Lofter? Uh, more Genshin Impact, obviously. And I'm actually starting to kind of poke and prod a little bit at Mario Odyssey because I didn't get to play it when it came out. Ooh. So I played that for Extra Life a couple of years ago, and I had a lot of fun with it. It's, it's a good game. It seems like it's a pretty good game. I've, I've, I've enjoyed I've only gotten through the first the, like, dinosaur area, and I got like two or three moons and... Mexico or whatever that place was, but um, oh, like the desert, yeah, yeah. I, I so. love those cactuses. I love I love the cactuses. I do. <laughs> I still need to play Mario Galaxy on the All Stars Collection. I'd kind of bailed on Sunshine because Sunshine was really getting on my nerves, and that's how Sunshine playthroughs always go. Mario games do not age well. They're they're all the 3D ones are always innovative when they come out, but ten years later, unless you loved them to death when they came out. You're just like, ah, I could do without this. Mario 64 is like Final Fantasy 7. They are always bad games. Ooh. I'm going to fight you. I mean, Chris, you're somewhat right about Mario, but no, Final Fantasy 7, you're wrong. <laughs> I want to I have this conversation. I don't, think, I don't think we have time right now, but I want to have this conversation. Oh, you don't want this conversation. <laughs> I can't I back myself up. <laughs> I, I, I'm hey, just going to lose. Speaking of this conversation, it might actually happen this evening. So Uh-oh. if you're part of our RP Gamer Discord, and you Uh-oh. can join it at rpgamer.com slash Discord, we actually do voice chat hangouts Friday and Saturday nights starting at about 7 p.m. Central. You can come and just hang out and listen to us talk about crap, and or you can tell us about the games that you've been playing and just interact with us and say yo so come on down we chat and maybe we'll be lucky and uh lofter will be uh batshit uh, completely <laughs> fit <laughs> it wasn't me i was uh-huh. the whole day it's like i want to have this fight but i also want to see what my family's having for dinner tonight so <laughs> all right uh tam what are you going to be playing this week um, well, I'm definitely going to be playing more Overwatch because it's the Halloween event. Uh, Ooh. So I've been trying to pick up some loot boxes and unlock the skins from doing the, you know, winning games, which is always an iffy thing. Um, as far as anything else, I mean, I, I am the notorious game swapper, so I may be playing like 50 different games and I may just be playing one. I have no idea yet. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll hear about it. Wait, next did we already talk what's coming out? Yes. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, the only other thing um, that also to expect on our newsfeed for next week is uh, CrossCode put out a little bit of information. So um, I expect what? a bigger write-up next week on that. I saw I, I did share that, but it was last minute and doesn't have a write-up yet. Somebody's typing very heavily. Yeah. Oh, I'm fighting in WoW. Oh, oh okay. it's a WoW fight. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Chris. Wait, what am I playing next week? You're playing WoW. I am? Oh, You're playing I WoW am. Classic. Can I play Torchlight 3 instead? I guess. Oh, you I don't want to play I've that either. I've heard that that's worse. You probably won't want to. I want to play... Oh, I should play Crusader Kings. All right. <laughs> Bye. So just a reminder that there will no be there will be no podcast. No podcast next week. Anna yeah. and I are taking a vacation. Yeah. So it's the twenty fourth there will be no podcast. We'll be back for Halloween. Yeah. So look we forward might stream to our some while though. So spook- yes. Uh-huh. So if you're not following twitch.tv slash rpgamer, make sure you go do Please that. Please right continue away. not to follow it because we'll be <laughs> streaming classic wow. You don't want to watch that. No, you do. You definitely want to watch us torture Chris. Oh, no. All right. Thanks, everyone. That's a show. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Del North, for doing our music. Thank you, Forecast, for the encoding. Thanks for Ed Walker for having nothing to do with the show anymore. (laughs) We're just going to thank him anyway. (laughs) He he, he plays a very important role. He asks Chris if pizza has been ordered yet. It is true, but nobody's going to understand that joke. You should follow Chris on okay. on Twitter at no, Saban1001. Right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.